Can I use your bathroom? Patrick, go use your own bathroom. I don't think I can make it, please. No. Please? No. Please? No. Please! Okay, make it quick. That's okay. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and we are continuing our sail through the third season of SpongeBob SquarePants. Today's episode is the Snowball Effect, the first half of the 46th episode of SpongeBob SquarePants. It first premiered on February 22nd, 2002, and is written by Paul Tibbet, Kent Osborne, and Meriwether Williams. Our storyboard artists are Carson Kielgler, William Reese, and Mike Roth. Our storyboard directors are Paul Tibbet and Ken Osborne. Our animation director is Andrew Overtoom, and our creative director is Derek Dryman. When it comes down to it, the same energy that is throughout the snowball effect is the same kind of energy that I've mentioned a few times before that is my favorite kind of SpongeBob episode. That that energy that comes when it is just SpongeBob Patrick and Squidward pretty much at their homes and, and where the episode kind of has to stay right there on Con Street and and kind of build off of just these characters and what they're doing in their yards. Those, to me, are some of the best episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants, um, whether it be in the morning, whether they're camping at night, or whether they're having a snowball fight uh, during a snow day in Bikini Bottom, which is, is pretty much what happens here. Uh, what happens when we get a snow day in the town, and, and we do get a nice little montage of different characters and, and what happens, you know, how snow affects their days uh, for some it does nothing, and for others, it's it's pretty detrimental. Um, to to start, the fact that this is the fourth time we've actually had snow in the show up to this point of SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, which, by the way, is the uh, number one binged show on Paramount Plus. They they put out an you know end of year kind of results, kind of touting all their their best of, and SpongeBob SquarePants is the number one binged show on their platform uh think about that think about all of the the different content on that on that platform the different franchises that have been around for decades all of the star trek all of it now star trek uh, discovery i think is their is their most watched original show but yeah spongebob squarepants number one binged show on paramount plus that's uh that's a pretty uh high feat there uh so i imagine the snowball effect has to have been watched a bunch of times um, but yeah, this is the fourth time that we've had sh uh, snow on this show, and the second time up to this point that the snow has been outside of Sandy's tree dome. Now, on two occasions, snow has been kind of enclosed within Sandy's tree dome, uh, some kind of comedic effect where during the times of year where it would snow, I'm, I'm guessing during our normal times of like, you know, December all the way to kind of the end of March time, uh, I guess Sandy experiences some snow in her tree dome, but uh, on rare occasions, an iceberg can find its way over to Bikini Atoll up atop, which means that snow begins to fall over Bikini Bottom. The idea of snow is brought to the world of Bikini Bottom, and we get a lot of one-off jokes with a bunch of, of different characters. Uh, we get one of Mrs. Puff cleaning the snow off of her car, which is a great joke because if you like myself if you live anywhere that deals with snow uh during these these kind of months during the year 
one of the most annoying parts can be either yeah shoveling your snow, getting clearing the snow off your car, having to go out extra early, and and in some cases, depending on the snowfall, it's smart to go out multiple times during the night or even during the morning to clean off your car, just so that when you like when you have to leave. You could just go at your normal time or, yeah, a little earlier to, to obviously slow, you know, slow down on the roads and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, the fact that Mrs. Puff can just walk up to her car and in one massive blow of, you know, she's a puffer fish. So she's able to, to you know, finally able to use her, her puffer fish powers without, you know, an accident having to happen. So she's able to just blow all of the snow right off of her car onto someone else's for comedic effect, obviously. Uh, but we also get Plankton, who wants to rule the snow. I I don't know what his thoughts are, why, like, I don't know if this is his first time seeing snow, but Plankton is actually smaller than the snow particles, so they end up piling on top of him, and, and he ends up covered under the snow. I, I hope he's okay. Obviously, he is, but uh, it's kind of funny that you know snow for for everybody is an annoyance but for plankton it's it's super detrimental for his health i would advise him to just stay indoors during this uh during this time uh beyond them we get we get patrick trying to make a uh, a snow angel which of course turns out to just be a a massive circle indent into the uh into the snow we don't get to see much we we see mr krabs's house we don't get a lot of interaction with mr krabs in this episode he has brought up and we do see his house all all adorned in snow during the uh, the opening montage where we see Bikini Bottom uh, covered in snowfall. Which, by the way, the the color palette, you know, snow is easy. Like the the color of winter is is obviously in thought easy to do, but in in practice, when it comes to you know painting a picture, painting a landscape, when it comes to to winter it, it can be the trickiest to get right and I, I think that underwater the winter aesthetic in bikini bottom comes off gorgeous there's a little bit more of a gray tone to the backgrounds than there would be uh where there would be more light blues there's more uh, light grays and that alongside the snow look on the buildings just comes off beautifully like it, it just I, I love the feeling of this episode. It's not necessarily a Christmas episode, but it's one I like to watch around the winter season because the the look of it alone just fits so well. The um also there's there's a nice visual gag here with the uh, there's a stop sign, one that it clearly is automated. There's no caution part of their light system. It's just stop and go. But I like that the the snow on the on the wing of the sign stays on it even though it retracts into the into the you know housing part of the of the stop sign and when the other part comes back up you know the snowfall is just still there i i little visual gags like that i always love um it's one of those things that even when you're showing it with people if you're showing this kind of episode to a group you can you know the the visual learners by the people who might chuckle at that kind of visual gag and sometimes something like that just goes over the head of other people you might have to point it out like hey have you ever noticed that and and some people yeah they they just for some reason just miss that those kind of jokes but uh but i like that there so yeah we don't get a lot of mr krabs but 
they they spotlight you know we we get the mrs puff we get the plankton we get a little bit of extra patrick here on his own with the snowfall and it's adorable that he wants to make a snow angel and and his the fact that it's an idea in his head to do that with snow uh but spongebob immediately starts a snowball fight with patrick and and that's kind of the simple synopsis of this episode really is that we have a snowball fight between SpongeBob and Patrick and and how wacky that can get. Um, there's no way that this episode isn't built off of the survival of the idiots episode in which SpongeBob and Patrick had a bit of a, a, a fun rivalry throughout that episode within the uh, the tree dome structure with the snow. And this is kind of the evolution of that. Hey, what are they doing in their own yards with snow and and how do they take a simple snowball fight up to their level? And then how does Squidward get involved? That's that's always a fun thing. Um, classically, though, Squidward gets involved simply just by telling SpongeBob and Patrick to to lower their voices, to to stop being so loud, um, and also the fact that they they keep throwing snowballs into his window and and completely taking out his fire. Uh, Squidward is enjoying his day off. Uh, he, it's clearly a snow day. I'm guessing the Krusty Krab is just closed and, uh, he's, he's doing what I think all of us would, would want to do during a snow day, sit by a nice fire and a cozy sweater, have some, have some tea, coffee, hot chocolate. I mean, that sounds really ideal. Uh, I, I mean, get it, get some movies going during that time as well. And, and you got yourself a nice snow day, but I, I, Hey, look, a fireplace with a roaring fire. You can't beat that. No, no electric heat. Or, or, you know, any other heating method in your home can be an, having an actual fire. Uh, those who own fireplaces, I th- have definitely have said, that, you know, the maintenance in that thing can be can be kind of a hassle. If I, I, At least I think if you're not taking care of it over time, it can be a hassle. But um, that's a running gag throughout this episode. It happens three times. Classically, comedy comes in threes. But yeah snowball coming through the window knocking out squidward's fire it's it's hilarious each and every time even when it's at the hand of squidward himself but he he eventually he's just yelling at spongebob and patrick to to calm down on this snowball fight because of course you know as spongebob and patrick are beaming each other with snowballs it it goes through a few classic spongebob moments for example the fact that uh, patrick has the inability of making snowballs He's so dumb that he's unable to make a snowball, but he is able to make a snow square, a snow triangle, and a snow DNA strand. That, you know, little visual jokes like that, and just to keep the joke with Patrick that he's just so dumb that even the he's able to do monumentally incredible things like a DNA strand out of snow. In in the in the kind of time that he did, that's so incredible. But making a snowball no he's just unable to do it and the the fact that they keep that joke throughout the entire episode if you notice any pile of snowballs near patrick they are not snowballs they are they they go with the snow squares that's his that's his specialty and he's sticking with it and honestly if i could make a snow square if i was in a snowball fight I, if I could quickly make a snow square the, as quickly as Patrick could, I would, I would rather throw those. Uh, maybe, maybe those, you know, those would, uh, would hurt in a, in a different way than the snowball would. Not that they're meant to hurt, but you know, maybe just the impact would feel a little bit different getting pelted with a, with a snow cube 
than a than a snowball. But yeah, I, I the fact that we we start with that joke going into their their eventual war is great, and and that the fact that that joke continues throughout this episode is is nice to see. Now, both SpongeBob and Patrick get some pretty heavy shots on one another, and there's some pretty good impacts with the snow on both characters. But uh, when when SpongeBob gets hit with this one snowball by Patrick and sends him into the snow. And we've all been there as a kid. If you you definitely can remember moments. I'm not talking even specifically. Just know the feeling when you would get hit with like a dodgeball or a snowball, and it would hit you usually in the nose, but it would it would hit you in the right way where it would just send you in a, in a rage, like you just wanted to pelt the other person. And SpongeBob got hit with a snowball in the face, just like that. That when he got back up, he decided that. This this was wartime. This was time to take it up to the next level. It was time, not not time to mess around anymore. SpongeBob decided to take off his uh, his adorned Christmas hat, which I, I like that he was wearing the little Santa hat throughout the episode. Uh, even like I said, even though there was no Christmas aesthetic in this episode, it was you know not really about the holiday. The the fact that there was snow and SpongeBob and Gary would wear you know little Santa hats to to you know instead of just having a, a regular winter hat is nice. I like that they're still uh, you know representing the holiday uh, at this time. But he takes off his hat to reveal a uh, a funnel, a funnel that he fills up with snow and places uh, on the top of his head, with SpongeBob turning his entire body into a snow Gatling gun. Uh, able to pelt Patrick with snowballs so quickly at such a velocity and at such a rate of fire that uh, he is not only pelted with snowballs, but then is swallowing snowballs at such a high speed that there's even this nice little slow-mo zoom-in of the back of Patrick's throat where you can see like the impact of the snowballs pelting the back of his throat. To the point that eventually snowballs are filling his mouth enough that he is choking on this massive mouthful of snowballs. He runs over to Squidward's house. It's a, it's the closest home to him. And he's trying to tell Squidward that he's choking, but Squidward is just, you know, taking it as charades. Uh, and, and kind of meanly, like, meanly, like, I think it's obvious that Patrick is choking, but Squidward is just ignoring this, uh, this fact. That, or he truly doesn't care that he doesn't even realize the fact that Patrick is choking. But, uh, of course, with snow, it's just water, and you, the inside of your mouth is pretty, pretty warm, so the snow is just gonna melt, and eventually the snow melts enough that Patrick is able to swallow the water down, and then tell Squidward all of that exact information that I just told you, which is, is actually pretty funny, like, this whole dialogue scene right here is, is hilarious. Which, because Patrick drank all of that water, we also just get a, a classic little bathroom joke here of him having to use the bathroom, and, and going through back and forth, Squidward telling him, no, he can't use his bathroom, and Patrick asking that he really has to go before Patrick, you know, letting him know that he doesn't have to anymore, meaning Patrick just peed his pants. But, you know, they, they have bathrooms, which is nice, but they're also in the ocean, and I, I don't know. I I don't know the, the rules or what's accepted in this world, but I, I think Patrick's okay just freely peeing his pants. And, you know, if anybody has seen Billy Madison, peeing your pants is cool. And if you do that, consider yourself Miles Davis if you can do it up to a certain level. But uh, I imagine Patrick is at a Miles Davis level of peeing his pants. 
Now that Squidward is outside and is agitated, he's he's been bothered so many times, his fire keeps getting put out by snowballs, he, he dresses down SpongeBob and Patrick on, on being children for engaging in a snowball fight and just, you know, tells them if, he, if they want to go knock their brains out with snowballs to go do it. You should just do that. After he shuts his door, he overhears Patrick proudly yell, like, yeah, let's go knock each other's brains out. And Squidward thinks to himself, and we get to see his his thoughts of, of SpongeBob actually getting his brain knocked out of his head by a snowball and, and, you know, then, you know, telling Patrick, like, it's his turn. Squidward is is pleased at the thought of the two hurting themselves with snowballs and decides, you know what? If I'm going to be bothered by by these two and their their snowball war, I might as well watch it. So he decides to perch himself by his window to watch at their ongoing feud. But what what happens is when Squidward decides to find enjoyment in what SpongeBob and Patrick are doing, of course, it decides to change. SpongeBob and Patrick now are shaking hands in a treaty, a treaty that was made between the two sides. Uh, in a in a peaceful manner because yes a snowball fight is very childish. Uh, Squidward finds this out himself as he runs outside yelling at the at the two as to why they're uh, they're signing this peace treaty. They they you know like he basically helped make this peace treaty happen by uh, by yelling at them and and of course now he can't have his fun of. Uh, watching them have a snowball fight and here's the thing here's the classic Squidward mentality. It's like. This guy just never can win. It, it, okay, they're done playing snowball fight. They're going to move on to something else. You can now enjoy your day. Squidward, go do your own thing. But no, he has to put it, keeps putting his nose in SpongeBob and Patrick's business. And now he's, you know, f basically forcing them to do the snowball fight again. He rips up the treaty, which ends up just being a copy of the peace treaty. And then he tries to, you know, reenact uh like the start of the snowball fight and the fact that you know he's going to play the role of SpongeBob Patrick is is Patrick and then he throws a snowball at Patrick's face then asks Patrick what he's going to do now and Patrick rightfully throws a snowball in Squidward's face uh even though he, you know he said he was SpongeBob I, I don't like he didn't explain that he was done being SpongeBob like these guys take these kind of games seriously for some reason, Squidward does not remember the uh, the episode in which they they all became Squidward, the opposite day episode. Like these guys take this stuff seriously. So if you're gonna start a game and say that you're SpongeBob and you're gonna throw a snowball at Patrick, he's not gonna turn and throw a snowball to to the, the physical SpongeBob who then started calling himself Mr. Krabs in this game. Um, Squidward does a horrible job at starting the snowball fight and, and eventually ends up getting involved in this snowball fight, not as a third party, uh, but against both SpongeBob and Patrick. I mean, since they signed a treaty, they are now, you know, together peacefully on the same team. And, and Squidward seems to be the agitated one throwing snowballs and whatnot, which uh, eventually Squidward just is almost forced to just get involved at almost every step that he tries to just kind of start it for them to and then get away they almost make him get involved even more by making him build a fort and then when it's not good enough make him build it up even more and then it's still not good enough and this kind of whole this brings up the whole title of the episode the snowball effect which for those who haven't heard of it is a a metaphor explaining that 
um, like the idea of a snowball. If you you if you're to roll a snowball on snow, and it starts out really small, and you roll it, what is it going to do? It's going to pick up more snow and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's the snowball effect when a situation can start out very small and grow bigger and bigger. And it doesn't have to be a negative situation. It can be a positive situation, but that that snowball effect, something, if you don't take care of something now, it can usually grow out of, out of proportion. And, um, usually that's what happens with Squidward is, is he takes something small and blows it out out of proportion because when Squidward now fully gets involved with this snowball fight, he takes it to such an unhealthy level that SpongeBob and Patrick just tap out of it, which, which is the comedy of it all, which is just the emphasis on, on Squidward as a whole. Like anytime he gets involved with these two and with, with what he wants to do, he takes it to a whole new level and it ends up taking it to a level that no one else wants to be involved with it. It, it just, it's just Squidward in a nutshell, and it is the snowball effect of Squidward. It's a nicely packed episode. It's it's short, sweet to the point, and it it takes I think the snow element to a to a really fun level. Now Squidward here builds his fort to to massive proportions, while SpongeBob and Patrick kind of dart away because they decide, ah, you know, they're, we're kind of done with this. And Squidward continually thinks he's being attacked by SpongeBob and Patrick by by snow falling on his head, and he builds his fort to a level that is higher than any of the houses on Con Street, and uh, it is guarded on all sides. It's literally this giant cylinder that's coming out of the ground with Squidward's head poking out of the top. But the snow that keeps falling on his head is coming from this even massive tree, that is literally only there for for this kind of bit but it's to show like squidward continually thinking that he's under attack and he's in war and he's just he's taking it he's turning it to 11 and while spongebob and patrick got away they are now you know sitting in spongebob's house sitting around the television with towels and i'm gonna guess hot cocoa and they, they're just hearing Squidward having fun outside, and, and they're glad that Squidward is having fun out in the snow, but they got away, and, and they're just enjoying themselves all co- cozily inside of SpongeBob's home. And uh, it's it's a classic-feeling episode, and it's the kind of formula that will work 10, 20 years from now if, if SpongeBob is to continue this long. I mean, look, that kind of thought, I know, might not seem like the greatest thing to some people, but... Hey, this kind of formula with SpongeBob, Patrick, and Squidward will will always work, no matter what kind of games or or situations that you want to put for them to to play with on Con Street. If if SpongeBob and Patrick are annoying Squidward, and Squidward gets involved and it blows out of proportion in Squidward's face, and SpongeBob and Patrick walk away unscathed. That right there is just a a blueprint that will is just is genuinely SpongeBob SquarePants, and and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the snowball effect. Uh, it's it's I wouldn't say it, I don't know maybe this hits top ten for me, um, more closer to the ten side, but uh, I I like its simplicity, but I I love that it takes the the snowball element to its to its fullest extent for these characters. Um, I, I really love 
genuinely love that they allowed um, SpongeBob and Patrick to to kind of have this this ongoing snow war that that we we got to just kind of taste in survival of the idiots a little bit but you know now we get to see it to its its fullest and and i would love to see more snow episodes like this i i really um for some people the, the duller grays of the skies the snow might not seem that appealing but for me it's it's one of the more beautiful uh environments i like that's the one thing is uh after the first snowfall if all of the leaves have fallen off the trees after the first snowfall, and if it's not that much, it's just enough to kind of coat the ground and where all the branches can be covered with a bit of snow. When you look outside of your window on a nice crisp morning, it it's a it's a beautiful sight. Like that first snowfall, that beautiful first snowfall it is just when you can just soak it in for a moment. It, it's nice to see, and even if the the sky is a little bit on the grayer end. It's still a beautiful sight, at least for me. I know it's not for everybody. If you're in the warmer states, it's probably not for you. But I know that there's those out there in New England and, and probably other snowy parts of the world who can ad admire the snowy aesthetic and, and even sometimes the beautiful grays that can adorn our skies. But uh, that is this week for the Squarecast. Uh, my name is Captain Eric. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for uh, being, a, being a part of my life. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of this podcast. Uh, if you, if there is any way that you can support this show by liking or subscribing, any of that stuff, nothing nothing monetarily will ever be needed to uh, to support me or the content I create. Uh, checking it out is even just a, a help in, in in that regard. So in the podcast description, there will be uh, links of of any of the wide variety of things I'm doing. And if you check any of those out, it is always appreciated. Uh, so thank you very much. I hope you are all staying safe. I hope you are uh, keeping your loved ones safe. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you here next week. I hope you all had a wonderful new year. Let's enjoy 2022 together. Uh, see, you, see you next week, mateys. Have a good one. Victory is mine! <laughs> well, I got you now! Did you hear something, Patrick? Nope. <laughs>